Spark your entrepreneurial pursuits with our guests' best-kept secrets for growing their business and healthcare practices. Get the how-tos that host How HowOutPR uses to win record sales for business owners and managers. This is BusinessWorks. Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, your host for the day, with 40 years of business uh, management and training experience, working with entrepreneurs and developing new and revitalized businesses, uh, as well as with corporations and, and uh, the like. And I want to share with you today a couple of different areas of thinking that um, I am sure have somehow impacted you and your business or your professional practice this week and last week and the week before and probably for the last few months with the pandemic. Um, because I think these are things that are very important and the, the, the only other choice is, I mean, if you either do these things or you instinctively know what it's all about um, or the bottom falls out. So we don't want that to happen. So I'm going to spend the first part of the show uh, talking about working from home because that's impacting all of you. If you're running a business and you're working from home, you're going to be interested. If you are working for someone and working from home, you're going to be interested. If you're thinking about putting people to work from home, you're going to be interested. And in case you're not, um, go get a cup of coffee and come back in 15 minutes. And the second half of the show... We're going to be wrapping up the first half, but we're also going to be talking about um, some things that you definitely need to have on hand and be prepared with if you are running a business or professional practice of any kind. Things that are absolutely essential that will help you, give you opportunities to grow and build your business quickly, much quicker than you can do on your own or without this input. So if you're curious enough, I hope you are, to uh, tune in for the whole show. That's great. If you can't, be sure not to miss the second half. There you go. Okay, so working from home. <laughs> Never thought we'd do that, huh? Th this pandemic has prompted many responses but for business leaders and owners and entrepreneurs and many management and staff members, there's little doubt that making work-at-home situations be effective for both the business and the customers. And that is now a new and ongoing challenge. Now, how does that statement translate to you? It depends on how much more time you and or those you work with are spending at working from home. Uh, first and foremost, working from home can put enormous added stress in your life, <laughs> impact your family or your partner, and possibly even your neighbors, <laughs> believe it or not. Yes, it can happen. So so let's, uh, let's start this thought process with making sure that your workspace, first of all, regardless of, regardless of whether you just set it up yesterday or implemented or commandeered it months ago when COVID-19 first uh, erupted, or if you're planning or replanning a home workspace, be sure that it is free from interruption as much as possible. That's really critical. I know that it's hard for some of you. I, it's been hard for me. I can appreciate how it's hard for those. Uh, I have four dogs, so <laughs> every time the doorbell goes, 
you know, or the phone rings or something. But I, I can imagine with children right now and um, or others living in the house, it's difficult. And I've spoken with people who are, they're now working out of a closet <laughs> or a laundry room or a cinder block walled unfinished basement or an attic or a garage. Um, these on the surface may not sound like the most ideal settings, but they are often better than your bedroom, for example, or your kitchen table. Not that those are one and the same, but they're both places that are dedicated to things other than work, (laughs) for the most part. When I first uh, moved from rented office space to my home and settled into a a six by ten closet on the second floor. And this was many years ago. I was I was stunned at h- how easily I could be distracted by leaves blowing by the window, children playing outside, dogs barking, neighbors' cars and lawnmowers blaring, radios, TVs, home phones ringing. Um, <laughs> Endless deliveries, it seems, mail, mail person deliveries, uh, you name it. Anyway, it took a while and a lot of deep breathing, patience, acceptance, minimization steps. Um, I had to schedule adjustments for phone calls and paperwork and computer work. I couldn't be on the phone and have kids, um, you know, all over the place yelling and and having fun and then didn't want to get, you know, you can't yell at them for that, Um, but you can't do it in the middle of a business call either. So had to adjust life schedules for everybody, Um, dogs barking, all of that stuff. So what's the bottom line? I'm going to give you uh, uh, four four kind of thoughts about uh, how how to better deal with this um, and, and set up a a really good, smart work-at-home environment. And you might want to take some notes. If you don't take notes on this, you're going to want to as we go forward with some of the other uh, points that I have here. So um, give, give, it a, uh, give, it a, give it a shot, okay? The, the first thing I have these, of these four points, step back from the idea that your work-at-home arrangement is or needs to be a complete lift it all up and carry it home and plunk it down in the nearest corner arrangement. Accept the reality of the move, okay? means step back a little bit. Don't just bring everything in, plunk it down, open a box or two, and get started. Think it through. This is an opportunity to get things in order in a different way that really can be more conducive to you working easier and better and quicker, and all of that. Take two, that was number one, so step back from that idea. Uh, 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 Take a real good, strong look at what you're doing, where you are, what you can, how you can make the most of it. Two, take a weekly assessment of your workspace and make adjustments to what equipment and tools and research resources and referencing that you need and of where exactly each of these ingredients is located and Uh, and assess if they occupy the best and the easiest access spots. Three, set up some realistic time periods where noise needs to not be a factor, playtime, dog time, etc. Four, and and you may not have a choice about that, I recognize, but if you do, you know, think it through. Four, 
accept your circumstances, whatever, whatever they may be, and be grateful f that you have a space um, and, uh, and an income that's secure. I mean, a lot of people don't have either of those, and so, you know, you're one up on that. It's not the worst thing in the world that can happen. In fact, with me, uh, once I got through all of the initial upsets uh, and that sort of thing, and I might mention this again in a minute, uh, I ended up staying in that kind of a structure and have now been working out of the home for about 30 years and doing working with corporations and working with uh, practices, medical practices, healthcare, working with businesses of every description, uh, family businesses as well as others. Uh, retail, wholesale, distribute everything. Okay, so I've done it all from home work, home office. Over time, that office has grown with me. If you don't know or don't have Skype or Zoom or FaceTime, get it or get them and find a resident in your home or a neighbor or a fellow employee can help you set it up and help you use it because it's, today that's needed for meetings. If you're the boss, set up regular online and at least by phone meetings. If weekly was what you used to have, consider two or three times a week now. It takes more frequent meetings when you can't be face-to-face. -face. Follow up every meeting or, every, or have a, or you could have a scribe do that for you or a secretary. Somebody will take notes of what was said or reviewed that was important. Easy. This is easy if you have an agenda to start with and can assign due dates with some built-in flexibility, of course, and make sure that those notes are circulated to everyone involved within an hour of each call. No delays. Begin thinking about your mission, your mission statement, your vision statement. We're going to talk about those in the second half of the show. Make sure each reflects the changes being required as you go forward with these arrangements. Change them accordingly and promptly. Many businesses are learning and finding that the kinds of changes and adjustments that have come to represent realistic change directions. Um, some people will end up staying at home and should then reassess their work uh, quarters as, as outlined at the outset of this program. Some people will eventually return to the office or store or road that originally replaced with the home workspaces. Readjustment will be needed even for those who claim otherwise. Keep track of customer-client impressions throughout all of these kinds of transfers and changes. Make sure they are satisfied customers, ongoing. How goes it is the great question. Phone calls with accurate note-taking serve better purposes than, um, you know, th than emails or mailed questionnaires or, or things like that. And guess what? Keeping track of customer-client attitude should be ongoing anyway, all the time, every day. Ask for evaluations and suggestions. But then the key to success is to always ask. Okay, we're out of time. I'm going to get back, hang in there, come back with a pencil and paper. Okay? Thank you. Welcome back to Business Works. This is your your host, Hal Alpiar, a business development coach and management coach. And working with businesses of every size, shape, and description, and, and professional practices, particularly in healthcare, um, I have learned a number of things that I think can be very useful to those of you who are listening, and I'm going to share them with you now. You may want to take a couple of notes or not. We talked in the first part of the show about working from home. Uh, the second part here, uh, I am quite concerned with... Um, 
the, the, what I see as things that people are doing now because of the pandemic and they are, you, you know, the best way I can describe it is to tell you what to not do. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just hit a couple of these up hard. Stop sending emails that people don't open. It isn't even worth your time and attention to do that. It's not worth anything to do that. If they're not going to open it, don't send it. If you can't be provocative enough to get them to open it, then it's not worth sending. If your message isn't strong enough, it's not worth sending. Stop also, stop hyping up your website that no one visits. I mean, if you're spending a lot of energy um, doing all kinds of things with your website and and putting it all over the place, and nobody's actually visiting it, you know, t take a breather there. Step back from it and start to question what it is that's not working right. You might want to look at getting, uh, you know, some help for that. And if you if you need help on any of the things that we raise here, by the way, uh, don't hesitate to send me a note at hal at businessworks.us and just put 941 in the subject line. You, no matter where you are, what you're doing, what your business is, um, if you have questions about anything I raise on this show uh, or you would like a little input, um, you, you know, I'm not going to do a whole consulting project for you, but I, I'd be happy to to talk with you in person on the phone or go back and forth with emails a couple of times uh, if I can be helpful. So stop sending emails that don't work. Stop hyping your website that no one visits. Also, stop saying the wrong things in the wrong ways. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your energy. This is an opportunity to grow. This is a great opportunity right now. Okay? What we need to be focused on is two things that are really critical uh, besides uh, the working from home distractions and, and all of that. Two things that need to be focused on. One is a mission statement, and two is a vision statement. These are really important if you expect to grow. They, they're not important if you don't. If you really don't care and you're going along la-di-da every day and doing whatever you feel like doing and you really don't care, God bless you and I hope you succeed. But I want to tell you that firsthand, without the benefit of sitting down and really working, if you have to struggle with it, to get the right exact words into a mission statement and into a vision statement, you are not going anywhere. You, you, you may have it in the back of your head, then put it down on paper. It doesn't have to be a book. It can just be a sentence or two. It doesn't have to be a, a, a promise. It has to be a desire. There should be a public mission statement, and that is external. That is what you're going to – that's the flag you put on the pole outside of your business. That's, that's what you're sharing with the world. Uh, what is it that you are attempting to pursue every day? What are your actions? What's the mission statement about? How, what's your mission? How, how are you going to do this? What, who are you going to – your mission is to satisfy a certain segment of the population with the products or services you have to offer and to develop your community uh, support relationships. And, uh, you know, what is it? What is your mission? What is it that you, you are doing for customers? What is it you're doing for clients? What is it you're doing for patients that makes you stand out? What is it? You don't have to be competitive in this statement. This is not a we do things better than they do. This is 
what we are all about. This is what we come to work for every day. This is what we stand for. This is our thinking about where we are right now and uh, and and where what we want to do for you, the customer, the patient, the the client. Okay, the, the, it is action based. It is this, the words are action based. Okay, so that's the public external piece of this. The private piece, the internal piece, has to do more with the goals. Okay, so the mission statement is focused on the actions that you take. The vision statement, which is a private thing, is focused on the goals. It is equally important. You really can't have one without the other. The vision statement should discuss where you see yourself and your business going in the next year or two, in the next five years, in the next 10 years. Don't be hesitant about it. Think it through. Put down what you think. You can always change it. That's okay to change your your vision statement. That's a normal thing because your vision changes, all right? Your things happen around you that make the, the business or the environment different and so therefore your vision of where you're headed is going to change. That's okay. But your mission statement should be pretty much in concrete. It is it is the the actions you are taking every day to to build and support your business and your customers and your patients and your clients. Um, the vision statement is where you see yourself headed, and and it changes because if you put it down for next year, you may not get through uh, next week, and things might change. You know, I've seen people have a a vision statement that sounded like it was perfect, and uh, um, you know, a week later or two weeks later, it'd have some calamity, or a building they were in would burn down, or some some terrible thing would happen that changes the whole game. So you have to sit down and restructure it. Vision statements are made to be changed as you move forward. Mission statements, if you change them at all, it's only to make them stronger. It isn't to take the essence away from them. If you are working from home, be aware that there are many distractions and many communications that are going to impact your mission statement and your vision statement. So you may want to um, you know, write these things out Work at those words. Don't be just, don't, you're not going to scribble it out on a piece of paper and walk away and that is done. It just doesn't happen like that. Take, take the energy and the time to do it right and put it down on paper. I, what I do, I carry it and I tell clients, write it down, stick it in your wallet, carry it around for a week, take it out, put it on your calendar when to look in your wallet. <laughs> because, right, these days we're not looking there too often. Um, Take out that piece of paper and rethink it again and say, is this the right word? Did I say this the right way? Maybe now this week has passed. I have a different perspective on it. Let me see if I can change this and make it better, make it stronger, make it work better, make it more uh, receptive to the employees or to the people I work with or to my customers or whichever statement it is. The mission statement is really for the customers and it's for the employees to enact to make it happen. The vision statement is where you and the employees are headed, and that is where you want to, that's where you see yourself um, moving forward. So one is actions, and that's the public external mission statement. The other is your goals. That's private, and it's internal. That's your vision statement. Okay, so with both all of that said, I'm now going to end up here uh, today with 
A couple of thoughts uh, that I think are important for you. One is I'm going to suggest, if you haven't done this, to really consider it, to get yourself a daily a blank book and make it into a daily journal. And if you do this for a month, you will not believe how much things can change in your thinking and in the ways that you're moving. On the left-hand page of each time you open that book, Left-hand page should have the date on it, and it should say what happened. The right-hand page should have the date on it, and it should say how I felt. So in other words, what happened is objective. It's unemotional. You're only putting down the facts. It may be one sentence. You may fill the whole page with stuff. You may just put an ink blot there, <laughs> uh, whatever. It's just for you. You're not going to share this. If you get a... Get one with a lock on it if you're really worried about that part. Don't have to share it, but keep track, okay, of what happened. And the right-hand side, how I felt. How did I feel about what happened over there on the left-hand side? Um, you know, and, and if you do this faithfully every day, just for a month, you may want to do it for many months. I have some students that I've had when I was a professor uh, that are 30 years later, 40 years later, they're still doing it. They still have journals. They've collected whole shelves full. And it's fantastic to go back and look at what your thinking was about as the time and the years pass. Um, it is a, it's a lesson all by itself. And now I'm going to share one last thought. Um, I have a mantra for you. You may want to jot down some words. And I like to do this when I'm working out, which I do every day. I like to do it when I'm doing deep breathing exercises, which I do every day. Um, and and I just, there's a bunch of words. And I say to myself, I am. And then what you do is you put, I am relaxed, happy, alert, safe and sound, healthy, wealthy and charitable, pain-free, clear, wholesome, pure, Sober, balanced, grateful. And in my case, I want to get down to 155 pounds and physically fit. Now, if you take each of those words, I am happy, alert, safe and sound, healthy, wealthy and charitable, pain-free, clear, wholesome, pure, sober, balanced, grateful, 155 pounds, whatever pounds you want, and physically fit. And if you put that down and you say that and recite that to yourself every day, you will be amazed that you will actually sense yourself making progress in all of those directions. And those things will help you to develop the business uh, sense that you need to get through this difficult, struggling time of life. Um, it, it will help you deal better with your family, with yourself, of course, um, and with your friends and with your associates and your employees. People will see the difference in you. You will start to be looked up to as a role model in many ways without having to say anything about it. And people ask you, what made you change? You can tell them. You heard it here on Business Works. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to having you back next week. You take care. Have a good one. You've been listening to Business Works. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.